Aren't you thankful for that blessed hope? Christ our Savior. Amen. It is so good to be in church today. Amen. It's an honor to be uh, invited to preach here. Thank you, Bishop. Love and appreciate you. Thank you for your example, for your stand, for your message. Thank you for having the vision to have this meeting. It's overwhelming to experience all of the hospitality. What a church. Amen. You do it well. Thank you for all that you've done for Sister Archer and I since we've been here. It's been a pleasure to have been here. This is, I think, my third time to be at this conference. And it's become one of those type of meetings that I want to be at every year, if at all possible. Even changing. But the preaching this year has been spectacular. Brother Tiller touched me so much. And I'm so thanking God that he's still there even though we don't hear his voice. As long as he is with me. Amen. Brother Hood taught so powerfully yesterday. Such a wonderful word from the Lord. Confirmation in the Holy Ghost for me. I told him after he was done a lot, buddy. <laughs> totally obliterated what I had to say. So I'm just going to choose to allow that to let take the pressure off of me. He did so good yesterday, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> Brother Sutton, I have to say, that was the most beautiful sermon I've ever heard on this story. just times where you feel like this is a special moment in time. I wish we could push freeze and just stay here. Thank you, Bishop, last night for helping us to have a little more understanding on seeing how God sees. My goodness, while he was preaching, I was thinking, I was thinking this morning, it may be an arrogant belief that all men are created equal, but I know better. so tall that uh, made me want to make it. By the time you were done, I knew I could make it. The great apostle said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In our best efforts, hard as we try, we can't achieve and attain his glory. But that gap you I believe with all of my heart, grace makes the difference. When I reach as far and far as I can, grace brings me to that ideal place. Amen. Amen. I want to obey the Holy Ghost today. I feel as if the Lord has given me something to say. I also want to make sure to mind my manners. I give honor to my pastor and bishop. beautiful mother in the whole world. I love my mother. And I'm so glad that they're here this year. And uh, I'm especially blessed for the last 10 and one half years. A month after I started pastoring, she agreed to be my wife. I'm thankful that my wife is here. The most special lady in all of the world. And that she lives with God really smiled on me, and I'm thankful for her. My wife wound her right over there. The prettiest lady, you stand and wave your hands so they just can be sure. They already got a good idea. Wave your hands. With my sweet wife. And she's been through the ringer this week. Y'all been a nervous wreck. But I feel the peace of the Holy Ghost right now.
greatest preachers of Pentecost that's ever come out. And I don't want to take up too much time, but I want to be sure to mind the Holy Ghost. I want him to be satisfied. Amen. Amen. Give honor to all the ministry. Since you have your Bibles, why don't you turn it again to the book of Colossians, chapter 2. Reading from there for a text. While you're turning there, I say thank you to several of the family from Landmark. sister, my two nephews, and uh, Anna, I'm so glad that they're here, I love them, they knew I was preaching and still came, <laughs> Colossians chapter 2, verse number 1, it says, for I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you, for them seal, for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement going to help me, would you put your Bible down, lift your voice to the Lord, let's ask God's blessing upon us. to go. I want to see them make it. I want to do everything in my power to ensure that I help them along life's way to understand that they can make it. Amen. That there is nothing formed against them by way of weapons that will prosper. But we can and do and will live a victorious life for the Lord. Amen. Troubles and trials seem to be a part of the journey. Amen. Problems come in bunches. Unfortunately, I, I wish it could come one at a time. That isn't often the case. And there are moments in time where we need to know that he is with us. That things are in control. There's been a lot said about the storm and the ship. And it was mentioned how Christ walked on the water and they were afraid. Sometimes when we see God in ways we've never seen him before, we have a hard time believing that God is there and he's in it. But I believe that he's with us. 
his promise was, Lo, I am with you all the way, even unto the end. And the end is not yet. So I can rest assured and know that he's still with us. It was said of the end that there would be signs in the sun, and signs in the moon, and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity. Perplexity. There are things and there will be things that we have the inability to deal with on our own. Things that are out of our control. Amen. Perplexity is, is trying to understand something that seems to be unexplainable. Too complicated to be able to figure out on your own. The Lord said that men's hearts would be failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then they shall see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your head. For your redemption draweth nigh. Rather than becoming fearful because of the things we're seeing. Rather than becoming overwrought and perplexed. God help us to refocus on what is important. When we see these things we know that he is soon to come. I still believe he's coming back. I still believe our redemption draweth nigh. And if I can somehow, with the help of the Lord this morning, reassure somebody that this church is the safest, securest, best place to be. When you feel like it and when you don't, thank God for the church. Thank God for the church. Let the storms rage high. Let the dark clouds rise. They won't worry me. Because I'm sheltered. Right here in the arms of Almighty God. Right here in the arms of Almighty God. If it were left up to me, I couldn't make it. But it's not. I said it's not. Because I'm in Him. Amen. Assurance. Assurance is freedom from any doubt. Assurance is standing and being convinced and confident in the promise of another. Assurance is having confidence that is unshakable. Amen. I believe the Lord spoke to me a few months ago about talking about this. And I want to discuss for a while if you'll if you'll go with me the assurance contingency contingency is the possible event or hopeful occurrence or outcome the desired result only determined by conditions that are to follow so if you and I do something, participate in, obey, we can have an assurance. I believe with all of my heart, and I don't want to step off on a limb here, but I believe in eternal security. Is that okay, Bishop? I believe that it's apostolic. I believe it's just as apostolic as repentance, water baptism in Jesus' name. The infant, it got real quiet. But I'm still going to teach it today. When you know just how much it is that God loves you, you won't bite your fingernails week in and week out wondering if you can make it. Yeah. 
You won't be one of them that worry about backsliding. I would love to preach backsliding out of this room. In a time where we need to be shifting into high gear like the bishop preached last night. We don't need to be wasting time wondering whether or not we've got the strength and power to make it in this life's journey. I want to assure somebody today, your salvation is secure in him. When he sat down after Calvary, it was finished. Amen. And that assurance is contingent upon what you and I do, what you and I believe, and how we conduct ourselves. The apostle was talking to us saying, I, I want you to know how great my solicitude is or my care and concern is for you to know something. He spent day in and day out with wrestling with having a severe inner struggle that he could convey to the people of God just this wonderful revelation of just how much that Christ cares for you. If there's anybody that wants you to make it, it's Jesus. We have a compassionate Christ. The writer said, casting all of your care upon him, for he careth for you. And if you're ever going to cast your care upon him, you're going to have to learn how to turn loose of it and let it go. Let's put some things down today and walk in security knowing that he cares for you and for me. Yeah, hallelujah. Oh, let's love the Lord. I wish somebody would shout out amen like you believe what I'm teaching here today. Oh, hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Paul said to, uh, uh, in Ephesians, he said, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. And that ye being rooted and grounded in love. There's something about the love that he has for me. That causes my roots to keep going down deeper. There's something about how I know he loves me. That grounds me when the world is shaking. When the storm is raging. I can understand that it is not out of control. When you feel like life is out of control, rest assured in knowing that God has his way in the whirlwind and in the storm. And the clouds are the dust of his feet. When I know that I can't make it, I know I am resting safe and secure in the one who is in control. God has his way in the storm. I said God has his way in the storm. I am confident that it's going to be all right. Apostle said this is why I pray. For this cause I bow my knee. That some of you here today after having been baptized in the precious name of Jesus. Filled with the marvelous, matchless hope of glory. Christ in you. The Holy Ghost. Some still sit on the pew and wonder whether or not they can survive the trial they're in. Amen. Amen. Joseph had a revelation when he looked at his brothers that even though your intentions for me were evil, I know God takes the evil intentions of others and works them for my good. It doesn't matter if everything seems to be stacked against the child of God. You serve a God that you can know. Not hope. Maybe might be if perchance I'm good enough. 
all things work together. Good things work together. Bad things work together. For the good. For them that are the called. If you've ever heard the voice of the Lord, rest assured that you're the called. According to his purpose. He's got a plan. Just stick with him. Stick with Jesus. Stay along for the ride. Don't let anything talk you out of the church. Whatever you do, stay with Jesus. Whatever you do, stay in the church. It's not time to back up. It's not time to turn around. I wish somebody would be able to comprehend. With all saints, what is the breadth? What is the length? What is the depth? What is the height? And to know the love of Christ which passeth all understanding. You don't even have a smidgen of an idea of just how whole and complete Christ's love for you really is. If you do start to understand the height, the length, the depth, the breadth, there'll be something changed in your stance. There'll be a difference in your countenance. There'll be an assurance in your walk. There'll be a sureness in your stand. The church is the greatest thing on earth. The church was God's plan before he ever said, let there be light. Before he ever turned the lights on. He had the church. And you're a part of it. I said, you're a part of it. We're not second class. We're the greatest thing to ever hit this world. Thank God for the church. We have an assurance. I said we have an assurance. In scripture we have been given repeated assurances. The prophet Isaiah prophesied in the 32nd chapter. And the 17th verse he said. And the work of righteousness shall be peace. And the effect of righteousness. Quietness and assurance. Forever. That kind of sounds like eternal to me. I said, that sounds eternal to me. I want to preach about every reason why you can make it. Not all the possibilities of you falling. But every reason why even if you do fall. My little children. These things write I unto you that you sin not. But if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ the righteous. Stay with Jesus. Stay with Jesus. He didn't say when you sin. He said if you do. We stand a pretty good chance of saying that everybody in this room has needed the advocate. But the reason why you have sure standing here today is because he's still with us. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going with him. I said I'm going with him. Isaiah went on to say, and my people shall dwell in peaceable habitation. And in sure dwellings. Amen. The gospels talked about the strong man. Said you couldn't break into the house. And, and steal what was in the house. Except you first find the strong man. I'm going to tell you the strong man of this house. Brother Bass is not me. But I'm here with Jesus. And he's the strong man at our house. This is God's house. This is not man's church. 
Preachers, they come. Preachers, they go. But the strong man stays. That even when men fail, the strong man has never failed. And his glory, his victory, still fills the entirety. Well, well, well. Hallelujah. Is it all right if I preach this a little while? Amen. Paul was preaching on Mars Hill. He was preaching about that unknown God they didn't know about. And he, and he said, because he, or God, hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he raised him from the dead. Because he lives, I have assurance. Death could not hold him. The grave could not keep him. We heard some beautiful preaching on the Calvary's cross. They didn't have to take, they didn't take his life. They didn't break his leg. He gave his life. But it didn't stop there. He got up. And you and I have an assurance because he lives. You and I have an assurance knowing that if I keep doing what is right, that the working of what is right and the doing of what is right is an assurance. Forever. Somebody say forever. I'm not talking about temporary assurance. I'm talking about forever assurance. We've been, we've been picked. We've been selected. We have been chosen. Amen. We've been picked, if you will, by preaching. We've been picked by preaching. If you can hear the voice of God through the man of God, you're going to be thoroughly furnished and equipped entirely to walk this walk. To live this life. If you'll park yourself on a pew week in and week out. And accept what is said from the pulpit without reservation. Grab a hold of it and apply it. You'll be here next week. And we'll do it again. And you'll be here next week. And we'll do it again. Amen. And someday down the line the trumpet's going to sound. And you're going to be caught up. Because you've been making yourself ready. You've been making yourself ready. I'm talking about assurance today. First Thessalonians 1 and 4 says, Knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God, the fact that you have been selected, the fact that you have been divinely picked and chosen, says, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance. I didn't come to give people an out on, oh, there's an excuse. You, you, sometimes people fall on you and, you, and you, you might not make it. But I came in much assurance that says even if you fall, you're still going to make it. If you get back up again, that's the contingency. You got to get back up again. You're a champion because you're good at getting up again. A just man, a just man falleth seven times, but he gets back up again. When you were water baptized in Jesus' name, when you were filled with the Holy Ghost, you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And by the spirit of our God. Your justification says. That you're not guilty. Of your sins past. Because Jesus paid the debt. And your sanctification is. Staying with him and helping.
helping him work out your righteousness as you go along. When we need help, it doesn't mean we're no longer justified. If we stay in him. I said if we stay in him. Boy, I feel like running away with myself and getting ahead of myself. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, For if any, if is contingent. I said if is a contingency. If any man, strong man, smart man, weak man, unintelligent, undereducated. If any man be in Christ, he makes up the gap. He's a new creature. Old things are passed away. And behold, <laughs> reason why I prayed and agonized over people that God has privileged me to pastor is somehow they can behold all things are become new. Stay in the process of becoming. Because in Christ, you're complete. Galatians chapter 3 and verse number 27 said, But as that many of you has been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. So when the enemy comes saying you can't make it, when the enemy comes and says you can't take it, Amen. You're guilty. Your past is, is, is going to take you under. If you're in Christ, you're not guilty. If you're in Christ, you're whole, complete, and new. Hallelujah. I, 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 how much time do I have? Can, can I have somebody read for me? Somebody have a Bible? Uh, I want to feel at home, and I, I am kind of feeling at home. I hope that's all right. If it's not all right, too bad. I'm already feeling it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter number 6. What does verse 4 say? Who's going to read for me? Does anybody here know how to read? Read, read, read. Read. For it is impossible. Somebody say impossible. impossible. Read. For those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost, tasted the word, good word of God. In the powers of the world to come. Does anybody hear themselves in that scripture? Anybody have tasted the Holy Ghost? Anybody feasted on the good word of God? Has anybody been ushered into a glimpse of the power of the world to come? Too many people fix on that word impossible. And they forget about the rest of that. Read, read, read. If they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance. Notice that scripture did not say if they fall. It says if they fall away. There's a difference between falling and falling away. If I fall and I'm in him. I'm already back up. But if I fall away from him, I don't have the strength to make it back up. The greatest moment in a child of God's life is when they know where their weakness is. The weakness is in me, not him. But knowing when I am weak, then, Am I strong? I'm not strong in me, but I'm strong in him. I'm not invincible in me, but in him I am invincible. Lift your head up. Straighten back your shoulders. You're a child of God. You're a part of this blood-bought, oneness, apostolic, Holy Ghost-filled church. 
there isn't anything more secure, more powerful, more enabling than being in Him. No man. Jesus said no. Finish that first. There's some good stuff there. Read. If they shall fall away. To renew them again under repentance. Seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh. Read. Put him to an open shame. Some people have mistakenly said that's talking about backsliding. I say no. That's talking about apostasy. When someone backslides, they fall. When someone goes away from the truth. When they start negotiating the new birth message. When they say it no longer takes a real repentance to be saved. It still takes true repentance to be saved. One cannot be saved without being baptized in Jesus' name. That's not negotiable. The Holy Ghost is not just an added gift. It's our hope of glory. We have no hope without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We cannot make it without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Those things are not negotiable. Those things are bedrock foundational apostolic truths. And if you stay in that, you can make it. You're going to make it. You will make it. There's no doubt about it. I said there's no doubt about it. And that assurance is forever. Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus said, if any man put his hand to the plow and... I believe the scripture reads, and looking back is not fit for the kingdom. Amen. You can go check me out, but it says, and looking back. That means he's currently or presently looking away. Says he's not fit for the kingdom. But it did not say he's never fit. I want to give you every reason to make it. And I ain't going to put in there what he didn't say. It says while they have their hand to the plow and while they're looking back, they're unqualified and unfit. But if they'll turn around, they can get requalified. Don't preach the hope out of my church. The gospel that we preach not only comes in word, but in power and much assurance. Let's have a little victory break here right now. We don't have a little assurance. We've got a much assurance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead and have a jubilee right now. You're going to make it. 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 Stick with Jesus. Stick with Jesus. Stay in the church. You're going to make it. If you stay in the church, you're going to make it. You're going to be victorious if you stay with Jesus. Is that right? I said, is that right? Did I preach what the Bible says? I didn't make that up. That's not denominational beliefs. That's apostolic. I said that's apostolic. Now, the writer went on to say in that same chapter, he said, but beloved, we are persuaded better things of you. I'm preaching to a great church. I'm preaching to some folks that have got an assurance and a revelation that have an understanding of the height. The depth, the breadth, the length. Got <laughs> to get a glimpse of just how great God's love is. The question I ask one day is just how far will the love of God go? I can assure you of this. I don't know just how far it'll go, but I can guarantee you it'll go further than any of us in this room are willing to go. And when we look at a man or woman and say they don't want to make it, they've fallen too many times, they just don't want to make it. The enemy has never sent a single soul back to the church because they went to the altar one too many times and you just don't really want to serve me. 
And I'll be if I let somebody have more grace in the world than the church has got. The church is where it's found. The church has more willingness to rehabilitate. The enemies never sent one back to the church because they really didn't want to serve him. They went back to the altar one too many times. So why, pray tell, are we quick to wad people up and throw them away as hopeless? Throw away a soul. Do you know what a soul is worth? Just one soul. If you could take all the real estate in the world, if you could take all of material possessions, if you could find all natural resources and precious gems, stones, metal, and pile them all up together and tabulate what is the value of all of that. Jesus said, one soul exceeds the value of it all. So let me just come with some full assurance and much assurance today and say that to God, you're worth something. To God, you're worth another trip to an altar. To God, you're worth more than all this world can afford. And you've been selected. You've been chosen. You've been picked, not because you're good, but because God loves you. I said because God loves you. He would not go through the agony of Calvary. If he was fickle in his love. But we're persuaded better things of you. Things that accompany salvation. Though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work. And labor of love. Keep on working. Keep on laboring. Keep on loving. Which you have showed in his name. And that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. Somebody say full assurance of hope to the end. Whenever that is. But I have a hope and an assurance that surpasses the end. It's forever. I'm not stressing about from here to the end when I know I'm secure forever. Oh, I'm not preaching false doctrine. You're waiting for me to qualify, and I've been qualifying the whole time I've been preaching. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Our faith is our assurance. If you can believe what the Bible says, you have full assurance. Hallelujah. Our salvation is a forever thing. trying to draw swords. I'm not trying to preach just too far out. I'm not even touching the surface. I'm not getting far out, am I, Bishop? But our salvation is a forever thing. You don't have to forgive me. I'm about to get real emotional. John 10 and 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I am come. That they might have life. And that they might have it. More abundantly. Hallelujah. Though the thief comes for no other reason but to steal. But for no other reason but to kill. For no other reason but to destroy. You're not killed. Your victory's not stolen. Your life has not been destroyed. It don't no matter how much he wants to still kill and destroy you. You're still here. Put that.
that in your book, Satan. I'm still here. I still got a Holy Ghost joy in my life. And then Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Though it is not his will that any perish, some do, but not you. You know why? Because of the assurance contingency. You've not fallen away from him. You're still hanging on to Jesus. You've not left the church. You're still at the church. You're still where the blood is sprinkling and the water of washing by the word is. You're still clean. You're still washed. You're still justified. The name of Jesus is still on your life. It's all in him. That's the secret. It's in him. Stay in him. Jesus, Jesus went on to say in that same chapter, I hope this is okay. Am I, am I making any sense? If I'm making sense, say amen. If this ain't making no sense to you, just be quiet. Nod your head and act like you're getting it. I don't have time to wrestle you. Don't have time to qualify everything. But Jesus went on to say in John 10 and 28, And I, and I give unto them. He uses the word eternal. Some of you are uncomfortable with that. But he did say eternal life. I don't know about you, but in my simple little mind, that means forever. And they shall never perish. Somebody said, don't say never. Jesus said never. I told you I felt like I was at home. Pray, Bishop. He said, I give unto them eternal life. That's forever. And they shall never perish. That's forever. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all. You seen your daddy yet? He's a mighty big God. I said, have you recognized the greatness of the love of your father? If you haven't, you're still insecure. If you haven't, you're still worried. Why worry when you can stay? And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. And oh, by the way, I and my father are one. I, I got a weird mom. But when I read that scripture, I see myself... In Christ's hand, safe and secure, with the Father's hand over the top. And I'm living in a God sandwich. I'm hungry for more of Jesus. minded people that want to take grace out of the, the apostolic message oh fooey on that come too late to tell me I'm still here and I'm no good there 
even a bit of goodness in me. For I know, like the Apostle Paul, that in me dwelleth no good thing. For the will is present with me. But when I got the Holy Ghost, my will turned around. When I had a Gethsemane experience, I started praying, Oh God, I may not want to do this, but I want you to have your will and way in me. I know, I'm not denying, nor am I preaching in any wise, that the promises of God are not to be kept. There are things we must do. But you'd be surprised how much he's already did. I'm just going to leave that there. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, much fine gold, sweeter than also than honey in the honeycomb. Moreover, by them, the judgments of the Lord, thy servant is warned. And in keeping of them, keeping of them, doing what is right, there is great reward. That's more than just attaboy. But there's great reward. There are things that we must do that free us from doubt about our security. I was praying one time. I was feeling vulnerable. And I maybe shouldn't confess that on Holy Ghost Radio in front of all these wonderful children of God who've got all of the answers. But it's already out there. And I was crying and praying, walking the floors at the church. And I was telling God how much I didn't know how to pastor. He said, I know. <laughs> God, I can't make it. I know, son. You're pitiful. <laughs> but I love you. And I was praying this prayer. I, I don't know if some of you repeat things when you pray, but I do. And it's not a vain reputation either because I'm still here. I said, oh God, please keep me. Keep me. I, I feel the danger all around me. I see better men than I falling away. God, keep me. And it was as if the Lord just nudged me on my shoulder and said, go get your Bible, son. So he directed my attention to Jude. And I read, I was praying unto him who was able to keep you. I said, oh God. I know you're able, but I'm wondering if you're going to. I felt like I was the only child of God that made the Holy Ghost break a sweat. But I got to reading in that same chapter. And I come across, but ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Let me stop right here and say there isn't anything in your walk with God that a good old-fashioned praying through wouldn't cure. Pray till you pray it through. But you didn't stop there. He said, keep yourself in the love of God. Somebody say, keep yourself. Oh, I know he's able to keep me, but I've got to keep myself where? In the love of God. Looking for mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen here. Here it is again. Hold on. Unto eternal life. That's forever. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless in the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. I said with exceeding joy. You know how he's able to present us faultless in the presence of his glory with exceeding joy? Because we build up ourselves on our, our holy faith. Because we pray in the Holy Ghost. Because we've kept ourselves in the love of God looking for mercy unto the end. Do I have time? Do I have time? Okay, thank you, Bishop. I don't even want to ask how much. We're, per we're promised. Elder Hood taught yesterday so beautifully about the key to this walk with God. 
Can I tell you, you have been promised success in your walk with God. And the key to that success is continuing. I said the key to that success is continuing. Oh, yes, it is. Amen. Second Peter 1 and verse number 4. Real quick, real quick. Second Peter. I should, I should have this written down, but I just don't. I'm not perfect. There's a gap. Second Peter 1 and verse 4. Whereby are given unto us bigger than great, surpassing grandeur, precious, highly valuable promises. That by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. My Adam nature has been taken over. Become partaker of Christ. And in Him I can make it. Read. I got away. We sing a little song at home. The devil thought he had me. But I got away. I got away. I got away. I got away. And I know that's not real deep for some of you Bible wizards. But that's pretty deep for me. I got away. And then the writer said, beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Add to your faith. You need to have more than just faith, but you need to keep adding to your faith. You need to go beyond faith. Faith is defined as confidence or trust. While this is true, it needs to be more than just that. It means having a conviction of a truth which includes a holy fervor. Amen. A passion and a fire. A persuasion that nothing can separate me from the love of God. To be convinced and persuaded. Faith goes beyond just a mental consent of yes, that's the fact. But it's a deep rooted, it's a grounded conviction that results in trusting in God to the point of continued obedience. I may not understand why, but I know how I can make And I trust you when I don't know that, or I can see that you're there, I still trust that you are there. And because of that, I'm going to keep on doing what you say do. This don't look like it's going to work to me. But if you say do it, I'm going to do it nevertheless. Let's try it your way, Lord. Let's cast our nets to the other side. You can try all your life doing it on your own way. But when you surrender and say, okay, God, I'll just trust your way. And do what he says do. You will have success that you never dreamed possible. If you add to your faith. Virtue to your virtue, knowledge to your knowledge, temperance to your temperance, patience into patience, godliness into godliness, brotherly kindness into brotherly kindness, charity. For if, did you catch all that? For if, that's contingent, if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the contingency. But he that lacketh these things is blind. Cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and your election sure. For if you do these things, that's the contingency. Ye shall never fall. Why worry about falling away? If you do your due diligence, he said you'd never even fall. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Why am I going to go ahead and step out on faith? Because I know I'm going to be a success in him. I've got to go ahead from godly counsel. So I know I'm going to be a prosperous man. A child of God. 
The writer said, the writer said, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. I believe God. That's why I'm safe and secure and rooted and grounded. I'm established. Believe his prophets and ye shall prosper. If you'll just grab a hold of this today and believe it, you'll be a prosperous child of God. The key is continuing. God will never allow the righteous to be moved. Cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never, somebody say never, suffer the righteous to be moved. We have a certain security in him. Help me to hasten to an end right here. And it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness well. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say whether there be of things in earth, of things in heaven, and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death for the purpose of presenting you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight not in the sight of others but in his sight <laughs> because you're in him he looks at you and sees holiness he sees unblameableness unreprovableness if ye continue in the faith if ye continue in the faith I'm going to stay with Jesus. I'm going to stay with Jesus. I'm going to stay with Jesus. Reach over and tell your neighbor, I'm going to stay in the church. I'm going to stay with Jesus. We all, we all share in everything that Christ has for us. If we hold fast our confidence unto the end. For we are made protectors of Christ. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast. I want that new convert feeling to overwhelm me every day. We become fellows, partakers. We share in all that he has for us. Only if we hold our first newborn, fresh confidence in our original assured expectation. Firm and unshaken until the end. Hallelujah. I'm going to leave you with this Last bit of assurance. Cast not away your confidence. Hang on to your faith. When you leave this room today, be more assured than you've ever been since you first got in the church. Cast not away your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Do not, therefore, fling away your fearlessness. Confidence in Almighty God. For it carries with it a great and glorious compensation of reward. For you have need of patience. You have need of it. If you don't get it, you won't make it. And the only way to get it is hang on to your confidence. And after that, ye have done. The will of God. First worry about getting God's will done. And the rest of it falls into place. You might receive the promise. For yet a little while. And he that shall come will come. And will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Let's stand to our feet right now. The just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back. My soul. Shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them that draw back. But we are the, of them that believe all the way to the saving of the soul. Abide in him. Abide in him, child of God. Jesus had compassion on the multitude because they continued with him three days and he can't find it in himself to send anybody away in need. So he had compassion because they continued. Jesus said to the Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. If ye abide in me, Jesus said, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. 
That's your promise. That's your assurance. That's your security. And it's a forever thing. I said it's a forever thing. Jesus said, as the Father had loved me, so have I loved you. So continue in my love. To the Jews and religious proselytes, Paul persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. To the disciples, he exhorted them to continue in the faith. To Agrippa, he said, having obtained help of God, I continue unto this day. Continue in his goodness or be cut off. Colossians 4 and 2, continue in prayer. 1 Timothy 4 and 16, Paul says to Timothy, take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine and continue in them. He said to Timothy, continue in the things that thou hast learned. And for God's sake, let brotherly love continue. Assurance. Contingency. Well, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. I gotta make it to heaven somehow. Though the devil takes me and he tries to turn me around.